Blog Talk Radio.
for those of you who don't realize what's happening when you're asleep. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Internet Church founded in the love of God and a local church assembly in Jesus' name. And we welcome you on behalf of the kingdom of God. If you would like, you may participate with us in Holy Communion. We celebrate Holy Communion at the beginning of our service. It's very, 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 very important to us, and so that comes first. Amen? We want to make sure that any sins we have are washed away. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we encourage you to gather your elements together and to plan to participate and celebrate in the worship of our Lord. Amen. God is good to his people all the time. It doesn't mean that we don't have any adversity. No, adversity is called fertilizer. You put it around the plant. You let the water get on it and the sun and all the ingredients, all the elements that the plant needs to grow stronger go right down to the roots. Amen? So when adversity comes, that means it's time to grow. Praise the Lord. Especially when we cause our own adversity. Mm -hmm. See, y'all didn't like that part, but that's okay. It's the truth. Amen? Some of our best adversity we caused ourselves. Lord, they stopped saying amen. Amen. They they quit. They got quiet, you know. But you see, God can fix that. Amen. He, He can fix anything except you refusing to believe him. That's something you got to work on. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. You see, God wants his people to trust him. It's extremely important to him that we trust him and that we believe him with all of our heart. Not that half-hearted stuff that we did before. That's not what he was referring to. He wants us to give it all. Yeah, all of it. All of our heart in trusting him. And so sometimes he has to allow differing levels of suffering and adversity and trouble to bring it out of us because we just sit on it. We've got faith, but we figure it's fine. We have this shelf in our heart called, this is the shelf for our faith. We put it in a jar and put the lid on it and stick it on the shelf. And that's not where he wants it. He wants it flowing through us, active and alive. Amen? So sometimes he has to help us to go find our jar of faith and blow the dust off of it and open the jar and pour its contents out so that he can move in our lives. Amen? Amen. So now if you'll get in the habit of not putting it back in that jar and sticking it on the shelf, things will go better. Amen? Trying to give you tips for success. Amen? Amen. So you go through one difficulty, one adversity, and then you take your faith, that was good, Jesus, thank you, and put it in the jar and stick it on the shelf. And he's going, no, (laughs) no, get it out of the jar and off the shelf. But, Lord, it looks so nice up there. Mm -hmm. That's not where he wants it. So 
you go down the road of righteousness a little further, and here comes another adversity that you're not liking so well. So this time, he doesn't necessarily have to tell you to find the jar. You know where to head. You go there, you get your little jar down, you open it up again, you let your faith out, and sure enough, he doesn't solve it in two minutes. Mm. He doesn't solve it in the first two minutes. And so you go, something must be going wrong here. So you call pastor, or you put finally, get over your pride, and put it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Can you believe it? You know, some of you don't want to put anything in there until you're so down on your knees that you can't do anything but cry out for help. Uh Uh-huh. You thought Pastor didn't know that, but you're wrong. Pastor knows. You know, I've learned how. I know five scriptures now, and I can pray. And I don't have to put my stuff in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. God will answer me. So he lets you have this little trial that he sits back and doesn't answer for a while. He heard you the first time. He's just going to sit there till you finally decide to do what pastor says to do. And so you're sitting there waiting, and then you you get a little upset with him, and that doesn't work. And you try crying, and that doesn't work. And then you try whining, and that doesn't work. And then you go through your, your, your little cycle you go through. You got your little attitude, your pouch, your sulk. You, you just good, get, have a good time in your flesh, and he doesn't budge at all. Well, I must need to fast. Okay, so you do a fast. Actually, you do half a fast because you know you cheated part of the time, but pastor won't tell on you. <laughs> and so, yeah, you and, the, you and the refrigerator are good friends, but we won't talk about that right now, now will we? And so you go along, and you're just sitting there looking at God. Well, when is he going to answer my prayer? And he's just waiting. And finally, it hits you. Put it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room for agreement. Oh, finally, you type a sentence with five words and one scripture. And then the saints come in agreement with the Lord and come in agreement with your one scripture, and God moves. And what do you do? You take your faith, put it right back in that jar, put the lid right back on it, and put it back on the shelf. Isn't that interesting how we're creatures of habit and we keep doing the same old thing over and over and over? Now, saints. Why is Pastor telling you this story today? Because God wants you to get the point. (laughs) Amen. Aren't you tired of getting more trials than you really would like to have? Well, evidently not. (laughs) Amen. Quit putting that jar on the shelf. Take the lid off and keep your face active and flowing. Amen. Life will be better for you. And when God says put it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, humble your little self. Somebody might see it. Somebody might know it's me. Well, let me explain. All the demons all over the world already know it's you. Okay? 
all the angels everywhere already know it's you. The Godhead knows it's you. You know it's you. So there's no secret anymore. Amen? There's no secret now. There is no secret at all. So I suggest that you come from behind your little fear and your little intimidation and your little hindrances and get that prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room so God can answer you. Amen? Praise the Lord. The saints will help you. Theirs are already there. Amen? Praise the Lord. But I don't want anybody to know all my business. One more time. All the demons know. All the angels know. The Godhead know. You know. And some other people know too. So it's not a secret anymore. Praise God. Amen. And you see your brothers and sisters in Christ, they got problems too. (laughs) Don't think you have a corner on that market. Amen? Amen. So come out of that now. You've been around us long enough. You know that it's safe. We don't judge you. We just come in agreement. Amen? Praise the Lord. See, nobody's going to reject you or decide that you're weak. Everybody's weak. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we want to thank you for this fast. I feel feel wonderful about it already. I feel the momentum coming, and I want to thank you for it. I want to thank you for the grace that will touch each of us to be able to complete the fast, Lord, as you gave it to us. Thank you, Lord. Help us to overcome as we seek your face. We want to please you, Lord. We want to grow in trust in you. So help us to overcome all of our doubts and all of our fears that we might move in true faith and you might honor it with your blessed answer. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we repent of all of our doubts and all of our fears. You tell us that you're going to bless us with a house that's our own. And we're going to buy. And not only do we not have the money to do it, we haven't got the foggiest notion where that miracle might begin. But, Lord, it begins in our hearts and in our minds when we decide to believe what you have spoken. That's the beginning of our miracle. When we decide, that we will walk by faith and not by sight. When we decide that we will trust you with all of our hearts and lean not to our own understanding, that's the beginning of our miracle. Now if we hold fast to your truth all the way to the end, we will receive the reward of believing and trusting. 
That's what you want, Lord. You want to give us a reward. And we're decided, well, maybe I'll try it one more time. (laughs) Help us, Lord, to increase our hope in you, our expectation, and get our eyes off the natural, Lord, because you don't do that. No, Lord, you tell us to lift our eyes and to focus on you and to believe your word. We thank you for forgiving us for all of our doubts and our unbelief and our fears and our worries and our cares. We cast them all upon you, Lord. Now we're going to take a moment, Lord, and confess to you individually what we need to say. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers And thank you for the blood of Jesus That washes our sins away Now if you have your elements For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Thank you, Lord. Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Father. Partake of the cup. Lord, that blood gets stronger every day. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, You do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, 
we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? Amen. Everybody raise your hands to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, you you putting the fans in the, in the chat. That would be nice. Thank you. Brother Bill is going to do us a favor and put the fast in the chat for those of you who missed it so you don't have to feel left out and wondering what we're talking about. Um, the Lord says to tell you not to forget to get proper rest. I know what time of year it is, and there's twice as many things to do as normal. But the Lord said it's extremely important for us to get proper rest. When we don't, we open an avenue to the enemy. Amen? Amen. He'll take advantage of that. And we don't want to give him any ground at all. Amen? Amen. And thank you. You can even have a banana on this thing. Isn't that nice for those who like bananas? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, you may not put Nutella on your banana. Let me just solve that right up front. For all of those who are wondering, no, you may not put Nutella on your banana, just the plain banana. Amen. No. No, No, you may not dip it in chocolate and say, Lord, don't tell pastor I'm doing this. That's not going to work. I know how you all think, you know. I know about you. Amen. I know. Mm-hmm. No chocolate for you now. You have to wait. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we confess that in the past, through ignorance, willfulness of deception, we have formed ungodly soul ties and mind ties with heretical false teachers, unscriptural movements, or others who have tried to fleece us and teach false and misleading doctrine. We renounce, break, and loose ourselves and our descendants from the curses, bands, fetters, ties, and other demonic bondages that we have opened ourselves to, and we ask that you would forgive us, deliver us, and heal us from the spirit of error and other demons. We also request that you would restore to us those things which we have given over to Satan because of our ungodly behavior. Thank you, Father, for your dealings with us on this fast in these areas and in other areas of idolatry. We joyfully anticipate your correction and guidance, and we give you the praise. Amen. Amen. You know, saints, God affectionately loves us. You say, well, what do you mean by that? That means he gives you a big hug every day and you don't even notice. That's what I mean. A big hug, you know? And some of us are so busy being busy, we don't even stop to enjoy it. Praise God. 
You see, even when we do bad, God loves us. All the people that have gone to hell, he loves them. They just made a choice that ended up in a place they don't like. You see? But he still loves them. And so when he tells us to love people that are wicked, evil, and nasty, we have to depend on his love. We're not going to necessarily have it sitting there ready to pour it out on these folks. They do awful things, heinous things, nasty things. But God wants us to love them anyway because he does. You know, when it rains, it rains on everybody. When the sun shines, it shines on everybody. Even when they're breaking into the bank trying to steal our money, God still has the sunshine for them on the way out the door. And you say, well, why would he do it that way? Because our God is love. Love, this love is unconditional. It's not dependent on how well we perform. It's dependent on God being God. And this is the love that we need. This is the love that everybody needs. That even when we're guilty, God pours his love out on us. Amen? So let's be thankful because God is very good to us, saints, all the time. I want to thank Brother Bill for some water. Amen? It tastes better than that other stuff. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, Demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ, and we come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his illegal powers. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. We return the attacks unto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all trespassing demons electronic, digital, technology demons and their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind all Leviathan spirits, all brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils and their attacks. All of these attacks we return to the sender in Jesus' name. 
We bind all pain-afflicting, deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, seducing, womanizing spirits, whoredom spirits, and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer, and their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, and all remote viewing. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all targeted radio frequency pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind all 5G. We bind everything coming off the satellites, the cell towers, and through our devices in Jesus' holy name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Indonesian, Chinese, Russian, Japanese, Korean. Islander, indigenous groups, tribal groups, Coven, Rakata Masonic groups, We bind their witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Latin Americans, Caribbean, Jamaican, Haitian, Black and white magic wherever it's practiced in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bind every rule. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the end. We return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop. Defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, despise, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. 
We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generation of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projections sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. We bind every wicked vortex in Jesus' name. No demons or wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. We bind the inordinate use of conjugal rights. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. You're a good God. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, the Great Reset, make-believe and fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind all martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy. Fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, false deities, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72 in Jesus' name. And we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, vow, and gathering in the name of Jesus Christ and those of the associated organization. We thank you, Lord. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind the work of errors in our lives, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft 
back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. Father, we disconnect ourselves from every devil that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We command them to be bound and leave us now in Jesus' name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted and have been left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we lift up to you the J6 prisoners in the name of Jesus. Lift up the hands that hang down, Father, and strengthen the feeble knees. Let them know, Father, that their suffering in the Lord is not in vain. Joseph spent a good portion of his life behind bars, Lord, and not for anything that he had done. It was because he was doing the right thing. So, Father, we want to thank you for encouraging those that are behind bars because they're representing you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we release the grace of God upon them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Lord. And we cover our transportation, whatever vehicles those may be, even if we're walking, you know. We take authority over animals or every distraction on the road or objects. We thank you that your angels have already gone before us to protect us, Father. And we cover our property, and we take authority over demons of the night. They come to wake us up when we're asleep. I mean, we're sound asleep, and they come to wake us up. So we decide this is a time to get up in war and do warfare in Jesus' name. Amen. We command them to stay away. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. The warring linking angels, your praising angels, your ministering spirits, Father, we thank you for them in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, literally, we pull them out in Jesus' name. This is not an imaginary prayer. We actually do this. We pull them out. You feel that little stick? Somebody's got a voodoo doll attacking you. Amen. Send it right back in Jesus' name. 
But if we return all evil being sent, we bind the demons in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep, and we close and seal every open door to the demons. Yes, we destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever ourselves from all ungodly soul ties, mind ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanobots, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such. We break the power of every love spell, all witchcraft, psychic thoughts, hexes, all curses, psychic prayers, brain frequency meditations, fetishes, charms, spells, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, voodoo, magic, incense and candle burning, psychic power, psychic warfare, chanting, ungodly blessings, crystal works, and everything being sent our way, including tribal rituals and sins. We will not receive you. We return you from whence you came according to the covenant in the name of Jesus. We break the power of spiritual blindness, and, Father, we bind all hindrances to spiritual reception in Jesus' name from you. We bind all bitterness and murder, envy and jealousy, and spirits of wizardry and sorcery in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. And we release obedience over the saints in Jesus' name. We release obedience over the saints in Jesus' holy name. We release faith. We release joy. We release grace. We release divine protection and safety and obedience over all members of Miracle Outreach Ministries. We thank you, Father, for honoring the warfare scripture prayers that we're praying over the website. We're interceding for breakthroughs for Sam O, for JAGR, for JC, for JD, for Dagmar, and for MC in Jesus' name. We're interceding for the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry to continue receiving healings in their bodies, healings in their bodies, throughout their bodies, continually, in the name of Jesus Christ all throughout their bodies, Father. That's a lot of bodies for a lot of time, but you're well able because you're the God who heals our diseases. You deal with every affliction, Lord. So we are going to continue to believe you, Lord. We're standing for all of our brothers and sisters, and we know that through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies in Jesus' name. Victory belongs to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And everybody said amen. Well, Lord, we've got a little bit of a sermon here you gave me this morning. I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but that's okay, too. I don't usually know because you don't tell me until I start to write the sermon. Amen. So no, pastor does not know the day before church what she's going to preach. She has no idea whatsoever. She and Jesus have this arrangement that he'll tell her when she needs to know. And that's the way it is. Amen. Amen. 
See, sometimes things, God picks a different way to get you to trust. Amen? Things you want to know, he won't tell you right then. He'll make you wait. Why? You need to trust. There are a lot of little lessons that some of us run right past. Did you do the check? We run right past them because we don't think that's a lesson from God. But yes, it is. I can remember long time ago, (laughs) long, long, long time ago, way back, well, not that far back, but back there a while, I decided that I was going to trust God to tell me how to dress. It's not that I didn't already know how. I've been taught how to dress. But I decided I was going to hand that over to Jesus because I was a saint of God, and I needed to represent him well. So I turned that part over to him. So I took the things out of the closet, I put them in, and I I sort of gave some order to it. You know what I mean. Think about your closet and then think about order. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. And so when I, would, when I was ready to get dressed, I would go in the closet and stand up and say, all right, Lord, I'm waiting for you to tell me what to put on. Really? Yes. I had the know-how and the ability and the gifting to just pull some things down and put them together and make it flow. But I stopped doing that. I started standing there waiting for God to speak. And I didn't move until he did. And it didn't matter what it looked like. I was teaching myself, training myself how to be obedient. See, I was giving myself an exercise in trust, in faith, and in obedience. And sometimes we have to do it that way, saints. We have to give ourselves little exercises with the Lord because you're not going to get to have strong faith until you work out with the faith you already have. Amen? Sometimes we have to help ourselves learn. You know, when we were in grade school and we were working on a subject, the teacher would give us a workbook, and we had to take the workbook home and do extra work so that we could get that particular area better than we had it in class. We had to get stronger. We had to get more confident, more assertive. Well, guess what, saints? You get to do that too. That's right. You get to give yourself these little exercises that you and the Lord come up with to help to strengthen your faith. Amen? You say, well, how did Pastor Sabrina get to the point that she had faith like this? I know that you think that it just came down out of the sky. I have news for you. That is not how it happened. Amen? Amen? That's not how it happened, and it's not going to happen that way for you either. You're going to have to learn how to exercise your faith muscles deliberately, deliberately on your own. 
okay, Lord, I could do this and this, but I've decided I'm going to use this as a faith exercise. So I'm going to do it this way with you. And as you do these little things, you think they're extremely simple, but they are. It's not hard. You just have to learn to practice, and that's how you get better at it. Amen? So naturally, faith will pour forth from you when circumstances arise because you've been working out. You've been working your faith muscles. Amen? You won't have to go, I'm going to have to go on a fast for this. No, you've been working consistently. And so you've had resistance. And so now when the situation comes up, it's not so hard. It's a lot easier because you're stronger. You've built strength into your spiritual fiber. Amen? We are living in times where everybody that has any faith at all needs to exercise it. We can't tell exactly what's going to happen the next day. And where we live, we live on a military installation. So we must need to have faith immediately. We can't go home and go pull it off the shelf and open the jar. No, we got to be ready to roll. I learned that watching a football game. He said, how could that be? Because during halftime, the stealth bombers came, came over the stadium. And I'm flipping through the channel, and the people are just yakety yakety. You know how they act. And they were going through their little motion, and all of a sudden, with no change in sound, suddenly these planes were everywhere. You don't have time to go home and find your jar then. You got to be ready and instant in season. Amen? You say, well, what's a stealth bomber? When you see it, trust me, it'll be too late. That's what a stealth bomber is. It's a huge plane. I remember when I saw the AWACS. It's a huge plane. But by the time you see it, it's too late. So I say this to you for you to stay in a state of readiness spiritual readiness, because sometimes by the time you see the devil, it's too late to go through your preparatory stages, amen? You know what I mean, saints? It's a real world. It's alive and popping, and you've got to be ready to roll with it, amen? So God wants to talk to us about this. I'm not sure. You're not sure? Thanks. We must beware of voices that breed doubt and fear in our minds. We are instructed to test every single voice with the word of God, with binding prayer, and with godly counsel. Every single voice. First John. Chapter 4, verse 1. 1 John, chapter 4, verse 1. 1 John, all the way to the back, back there by Revelation, chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not 
every spirit. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. You can't believe everything you hear. It might be a lie. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Amen? We live in a world where right is now proclaimed as hate and evil is esteemed as right. Our world is overtaken with lawlessness. Clearly established standards of right have been discarded and not enforced while evil is welcomed at the highest levels of authority. In recent days, we have watched as mainstream denominations have been split apart. Those who agree with the LGBTQIA movement have refused to adhere to the clearly defined scriptures of the Holy Bible. Yes. God did indeed destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. That's right, in Genesis 18 and 19. He did destroy them. Yes, he did. Let's go to Genesis 18, beginning with verse 20. Genesis 18, beginning with verse 20. Genesis, easy to find. First book of the Bible, chapter 18, beginning with verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. So here God is saying, okay, I'm leaving heaven and I'm going to earth, and I'm going to go personally investigate this situation. I want you to see something, saints. God says because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. He says he's coming to see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it. Well, let me tell you where that cry came from. It came from the righteous. It didn't come from the people that were indulging in those sins. It came from the righteous. And God's been trying to get us to cry out to him in our prayer closets about the wrongs that we see in our world, which are worldwide. You see, God uses our crying out to him to determine if he's going to intervene in the normal course of human behavior. When that cry from us rises from the earth and into the heavenlies, he hears his people calling out to him to do something about it. Without that cry, he doesn't necessarily intervene. It is extremely important for the saints of God to come to understand that God is waiting to hear our cry. Some of us are doing it 
and others of us are just sitting there. You can't just sit there. You've got to cry out to him. If you want sexual abuse to stop, you've got to cry out. If you want thievery to stop, you've got to cry out. If you want murder to stop, you've got to cry out. Because God is waiting for us to tell him, Lord, we need you now. He gave us authority on this planet. And we are supposed to use our authority with him before his throne. We have a position as Christians seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We're supposed to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, this is happening. That is happening. We need you now. We can't just sit back and be quiet and do our usual routine every day. He says the cry is great. He said he's coming to see about this cry he hears. And the cry, as you see in verse 21, comes to him. He says, and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. The cry goes to him, and he knows we need him. Come now, and if not, I will know, he says. So he came to investigate personally. He made a personal appearance to find out if these horrible things are actually as bad as what the righteous are saying to him. Genesis chapter 19, beginning with verse 12. Genesis chapter 19, beginning with verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides any more people, son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place, the angels told Lot. For we will destroy this place. Because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. God decided to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, prompted by the cries of the righteous. The cries of the righteous got his undivided attention. It was so great then not only did he come to earth to check it out, but he said, because they keep crying out to me because of this, I'm going to destroy that place. And the angel said, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. You see, Jesus asked. He doesn't just sit there and nod his head. He asked. Amen? Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord, I change not. So the same God that listened to the cries of the people during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, 
is the same God that's listening to us now when we cry out to him. And he says he doesn't change. He does not change. Amen? I have a uh, a warning. I have a warning this morning. A warning, Pastor? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's real, too. I have a warning. I came with a warning. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts and to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which is meet or fitting. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now, for the sake of our young people who probably didn't understand half of what I said, uh, the Lord said I could read this 
from a different uh, translation or version. It's actually not a translation. So they'll get the point because I have some remarks to make about the point. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, evil men who push away the truth from them. For the truth about God is known to them instinctively. God has put this knowledge in their heart. Since earliest times, men have seen the earth and the sky and all God made and have known of his existence and great eternal power. So they will have no excuse when they stand before God at judgment day. Yes, they knew about him all right, but they wouldn't admit it or worship him or even thank him for all his care. And after a while, they began to think up silly ideas of what God was like and what he wanted them to do. The result was that their foolish minds became dark and confused. Claiming themselves to be wise without God, they became utter fools instead. And then instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, They took wood and stone and made idols for themselves, carving them to look like mere birds and animals and snakes and puny men. So God let them go ahead in every sort of sex sin and do whatever they wanted to, yes, vile and sinful things with each other's bodies. Instead of believing what they knew was the truth about God, they deliberately chose to believe lies. So they prayed to the things God made, but wouldn't obey the blessed God who made these things. That is why God let go of them and let them do all these evil things so that even their women turned against God's natural plan for them and indulged in sex with each other. That means with other women. That's what lesbians are. And the men, instead of having normal sex relations with relationships with women, burned with lust for each other, men doing shameful things with other men, as a result getting paid with their own souls with the penalty they so richly deserve. So it was that when they gave up and would not even acknowledge him, God gave them up to doing everything their evil minds could think of. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness and sin, of greed and hate, envy, murder, fighting, lying, bitterness, and gossip. They were backbiters, haters of God, insolent, proud, braggarts, always thinking of new ways of sinning and continually being disobedient to their parents. They tried to misunderstand, broke their promises, and were heartless without pity. They were fully aware of God's death penalty for these crimes, yet they went right ahead and did them anyway and encouraged others to do them too. I think that's real plain, don't you? Now, this is the admonition to our young people. Let me say this. You have God living on the inside of you. If anyone should ever attempt to approach you in an unhealthy manner, you should be walking so closely with the Holy Spirit that you perceive it. You have an unction from the Holy One, the Bible says, and you know all things. That means you have a perception and a knowing. 
when something is just not right, when something is out of order, it's not right. When someone is approaching you in a wrong way, when someone is trying to be friendly with you, but you perceive that something isn't good going on, you have a knowing on the inside of you. And I'm telling you now, don't ignore that. Don't brush past it and act like you, I don't have to, what's that? No, that's the Holy Spirit trying to tell you something. You need to listen. I'm going to say this, and I mean it. No male person has any business putting his male member inside anybody's mouth or anybody's rectum. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That should never happen, and you should never allow it to happen to you. No female has any business with her mouth on anybody's private part. I think you know what I'm saying. People are doing horrendous and horrible things to young people who are not mentally prepared for the fact that these kind of people exist. And so as your pastor, it is my responsibility to sound the alarm. It is my responsibility to sound the alarm. The devil is sneaky. He's very sneaky. Wicked people trick you and promise you gifts and other favors so that they can take advantage of you. If you have, and since you do have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you can always ask him a question and get an answer. You always have a knowing, a perception on the inside of you. You can tell when something is not right. Get away from these evil people even if they are family members or friends of the family. They will abuse you and wound you terribly. Go tell your parents or someone you trust. You can email pastor at gproom at outlook.com and pastor will believe you if nobody else does. Do not be afraid. God himself will fight for you. Just ask him. Don't be afraid. God is on your side. Some people are too touchy-feely. Some people are too touchy-feely. If you don't like it, then say so out loud. And if you need to, repeat it. If you need to, say it at the top of your lungs. Don't be afraid. Tell them to stop. Push their hands away. Get away from them. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Drag queens are not good people. They are frauds. 
They dress one way on the outside to look like fun, but they are wicked people. God will judge them. Saints, pay close attention to the Holy Spirit within you. We must cry out to our God. Filthy dreamers they are. We must, we must cry out to our God. Now, some time ago, how I found this article, I'll never know. It just suddenly was there. That's all I can tell you. And it upset me so badly that I could not post it in the chat room. And this is the essence of the story. A school teacher and her husband were sexually abusing one of her 13-year-old students for a very, very long time. To the point that this woman did what to me was unthinkable. She took her husband's ejaculation and put it into cupcakes and took them to school for the children and fed it to them. It shocked me so badly, I couldn't do anything for a while. I couldn't believe that this happened right here in the United States of America, but it did. She's presently in prison. Thank you, Jesus. Her then-husband, she divorced, but who knows where he is now. Can you believe? The humanity has dropped to the level that this kind of behavior happens in American society. Well, I'm here to tell you it happens worldwide. Saints, we have to cry out. We can't just sit here and act like we don't know what happened. And Well, we have sex trade in your neighborhood. No, it's not on certain sides of town. It's everywhere. Gated communities and all. It's everywhere. You think those are just people that live in the house down the street. You didn't pay any, them any attention. You get in your car and you drive right past them. It's a sex trade going on in that house. I can remember I would be on my way to work some days. And I see this same blonde lady coming in this black Mercedes going places where I knew she had no business going. And I knew what she was up to. She did it the same time every morning. I'm on the way to work. I'm running into her. I'm going, "Mm mm-hmm, got that. We can't just sit back and pretend that everything around us is just wonderful. The plants are blooming. Well, lovely, but guess what's going on behind closed doors? We have to take this seriously to heart because God's not going to do anything till we cry out. I would have never believed that somebody would take that substance, put it in, in cupcakes, and, and, and take them to the school and feed them to her students. It made me sick. It made me sick. Absolutely 
You see, saints, in Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, the Bible tells us, Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yes, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. See how Satan manipulates information and twists information to trick you and to sidetrack you so that you're not giving God your faith. You're listening to the wrong spirit, the wrong voice. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Satan is a trickster. That's what he does. He has you thinking one thing, You know you already heard what God said, but for some reason you suddenly forget what God said and you're running off on what Satan said. It's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Saints, we can't become like the people in Matthew 13, 15. We cannot allow ourselves to become like the people of Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross or dull. Their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. I don't want to know about that. If it's in my neighborhood, I just don't want to know about it. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and they should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. Now, the article that I placed in the chat room earlier, the part of it that I did, it says, court permanently blocks Biden administration's transgender mandate. A federal appeals court has permanently blocked the Biden administration's bid to force doctors and insurers to perform or pay for gender transition procedures, even if they object on grounds of conscience and medical judgment, with the court basing its decision on constitutional protections of religious freedom. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit issued a unanimous ruling on December 9th blocking the controversial U.S. Department of Health and Human Services transgender mandate. Issued in 2016, the mandate interpreted 
the Affordable Care Act in a way that required doctors to perform gender transition procedures on any patient, including children, even if the doctor was convinced the procedure could harm the patient. The mandate also required the vast majority of private insurance companies and many employers to cover the cost of gender transition therapy or face penalties. Health and Human Services' own panel of medical experts acknowledge that gender transition procedures can be harmful and in many cases not medically justified, with the Health and Human Services Department determining that Medicare and Medicaid should not be forced to cover such procedures. Research has shown that gender transition procedures carry significant risk for children, including loss of bone density, heart disease, and cancer. You see, when you step into illegal activities, the curse is released. Not too long ago in Orlando, there was this nightclub where the homosexuals and all that were in agreement hung out. And then a tragedy happened. All of a sudden, people were getting killed, shot, and murdered. Well, let me explain something. I didn't agree with CNN's idea of how it went. When you make choices that are wrong, you put yourself in harm's way. You open yourself up for the curse to come work in your life. And it does just that. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you make wrong decisions, they lead you into other wrong decisions. And the progression continues until you meet some life-altering circumstance. When you put yourself in harm's way, don't stand there expecting harm not to show up. Those people that were at that nightclub that night made a decision to be there. They could have been somewhere else. Now, I want you to remember this. When the saints cry out to God, God listens. God acts. We've been giving God uh, adjudications. We've been presenting requests for adjudications about the things that are going on in the earth. We're doing what we're supposed to do. But in our prayer closets individually, we need to cry out to God. He's depending on those cries. Because if we don't cry, that means we're just in agreement with it. It's okay with us. We don't feel like being bothered. And so he said, okay, let you live with it. Thanks, we must develop a love for the truth. Yes, even if the truth is uncomfortable and quite unpleasant. Even if the truth 
is uncomfortable and quite unpleasant. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. Buy, purchase the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Buy, purchase the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Saints, we must become willing to pay the price to know the truth from the spirit of truth. Our God leads us into paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Our God is holy. He is righteous and he is full of wisdom. Saints, words are spirit. Words are spirit. So God is saying, stop believing spirit words that are not true. And some are not even facts. We have to care what we hear and how we hear. Because this is unclean. When we allow untruths inside ourselves through the eye gate, through the ear gate, in our own imagination, we invite corruption into ourselves. Eve did that. She trusted the wrong spirit. She trusted the wrong source. She listened to the wrong voice and distrusted what God had said. Many times the saints are tempted to listen to the wrong source and the wrong voice. However, saints, we must take up our armor and bind spirits or voices which cause us to doubt what God has said. Amen? James chapter 1, beginning with verse 12. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Endureth, which means you get through to the other side. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. There's a reward for making it to the other side, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You see, if you don't like chocolate, I can come over to your house with the Willy Wonka chocolate factory and it won't make a bit of difference to you. But if you're one of these people that crave chocolate, I could walk up with just a little piece of chocolate and tempt you. 
See, it has to do with what is already on the inside of us. Amen. And see, here comes the devil with the thing that tempts you. See, the same thing doesn't tempt everybody. He comes with what tempts you. See, he already has insider information. Insider information? Yeah, your family line. He knows what the people in your family line been falling for for a long time. So he uses those same tactics on those same weaknesses when he gets to you. He's got insider information. He knows what kind of woman you like. He knows what kind of man you like. He knows how much money you think is great. And on and on and on it goes. He knows if you're a gold digger or not. He's got insider information. So all of this thinking, the devil doesn't know what's going on inside of me, wake up, saints. And then if that's not enough, if family information and familial association doesn't tell enough, then you just flop your mouth open enough to tell it. Out of your mouth comes more information than he ever needs. Loose lips still sink ships. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, Bringeth forth death. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. That means you're not the first person to face this. There's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. Somebody else had to face this before. Some of them failed, some of them overcame. You have to decide which one you're going to be. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation? also make a way to escape. But guess what? You actually have to be looking. He'll give you a way out that you may be able to bear it. He'll make an easement for you. Let me explain what an easement for you means. Yesterday I was in the grocery store, and I wasn't feeling particularly well. I didn't have but three items in the car, but I didn't feel so good. And I was standing there contemplating if I ought to just leave or if I ought to stand there in that line. Not that the line was long, by the way. It's just that the ladies that were ahead of me, their big carts were filled to the brim. And so I stood there for a few moments. And the lady next to me said, 
why don't you go ahead of me? You've only got a few things. I said, thank you very much. And then the lady that was originally ahead of her turned around and said, here, and she backed all the way out with that big Carter stuff and said, here, you go ahead of me. I said, thank you very much. And then those two ladies turned to each other and started a conversation, and you would have thought they'd known each other all their lives. I said, thank you, Lord, for the grace. I had three items, and I made it home before I just collapsed. You see, God knows when you need a way out. Amen? He knows when you need a way out. When you had all of this that you can actually take, God knows. He knows. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Take heed, brethren. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. God is talking. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief. Now I'm going to say this to the local assembly. You have seen an evil heart of unbelief in operation. You have seen a situation where no matter how much prayer went forth, nothing turned around. And at the bottom of that problem was an evil heart of unbelief. See, when you refuse to believe God, he can't really move for you. The whole world could be praying, but he can't really turn your situation around the way you know God can do because you refuse to believe him. Because when you refuse to believe him with an evil heart of unbelief, the scripture says you depart from the living God. You're calling God a liar to his face. You're saying to him he can't do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. You're you're dissing the word, the very word that saved your soul. You can't do that. You get a catastrophe when you do that. You get me? Romans 14, verse 23. Romans 14. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. I'm at the end of that verse. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. You see, that's right. Yielding to the doubt is sin. Having the doubt is not the sin. Giving in to the doubt is sin. Giving in to the doubt is sin. Amen? Giving in to the doubt is sin. 
I want to read a few words to you from this old church hymn that I learned as a child. That's when I learned this principle as a child in Sunday school. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you, some other to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. Shun evil companions, bad language disdain. God's name hold in reverence, nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest, kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. To him that overcometh, God giveth a crown. Through faith we will conquer, though often cast down. He who is our Savior, our strength will renew. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you. You see, saints, we don't have to cave in. We don't have to cave in. The lies of the devil or other people's doubts, you know, sometimes it's the other people around us. The ten spies or the two spies. Which spies are you going to believe? The spies that agree with what God said? are the spies that are moving in doubt, fear, and unbelief. The lies of the devil or other people's doubt do not have the power to change the facts of God's truth. When the devil can persuade us to believe his lies, he gets the upper hand. So while we may be acquainted with people who call themselves gay, we cannot be in agreement with their lifestyle choices or in agreement with the spirits that motivate them. You know, some of us have relatives that are in witchcraft, practicing witchcraft, sending spells and hexes, etc., 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 some of us have relatives like that. God does not call you to hate your relatives, but he does call you to recognize that they are enemies of the kingdom of God. And you are to govern yourself according to the truth of the word of God. Once you discover this, there has to be a difference. You can't be the same way you were before you found out. When you found out that they were in astrology or they were in, in something else, whatever it is they happen to be in, it's supposed to ring a bell up there.
Because the word is supposed to be in your heart saying, this doesn't go together, this doesn't go together, this doesn't go together. You have to make a change. You can't just keep doing it like you did it before. you got to go to God and say, I have a situation and I need your guidance. Take me to the scripture that's going to hit me smack in my face so I can't pretend I don't know what you say. You see, when you stand before the Lord, you're going to be judged on this. You have to give an account for this. You can't just say, okay, I know they're doing that. No, you have to act like you know they're doing that. Amen? You're required to do something. You belong to Jesus. Amen? It's real. Just about everybody's family in this ministry has somebody like that, somebody that's doing something they have no business doing. Yes, we pray for them, but we can't pretend that we don't know what we do know. Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23. You see, saints, God's word is always right. Why? Because God is always right. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? You know, the Bible tells us that he watches over his word to perform it. He's going to do what the word says he's going to do. He said his glory would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Well, I can't see that yet. Keep watching. Stay tuned. But, Lord, it can go into overtime. God can handle overtime. Amen? Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus says, but my words shall not pass away. You can't run from this because it's not leaving. It's right here in your face. Amen? Noah had no concept of what God meant by his proclamation. You know, Noah and God had this interesting conversation. Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse 5. Genesis chapter 6 beginning with verse 5. Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Yes, it's that way now. 
and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented God that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. That's how sorry God was that he made man at this time. It grieved him at his heart. God has feelings, church. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. It didn't matter what the people, the wicked people were doing, Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Looks that way now. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. See, God comes with conclusions. He doesn't sit there and watch the situation forever. He makes decisions. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room. Shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shall thou, shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. God had a great idea and a huge building, only it was an ark. It's supposed to move in the water. Mm. Now, if Noah had been using his human mind instead of following God's directions, he never would have gotten it built. Never would have. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth. Noah had never seen a flood of water. His wife and his sons and their wives had never seen a flood of waters either. And everybody that he told that God said this is what he's going to do, they laughed in his face. They mocked him. They called him crazy. They said all kinds of things. When Mrs. Noah went to the market to, to get things that she needed, they whispered horrible things behind her back. You see, to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life and under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wives and their sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, too, of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. See, God hadn't changed his pattern, male and female. 
fowls of their kind and of cattle after their kind and of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and take thou unto thee all food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him so did he. Now, it didn't matter what other people thought. God had spoken. Noah heard him. Noah did what God said. Amen? Noah did what God said. In spite of what the neighbors thought of Noah and his family, no matter how the people mocked him and laughed at him, he pressed on in believing what God said. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Saints are doubts of God's position, and what he said lead us to disappoint and displease God. Our giving in to doubt caused the Lord to withhold his blessing. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9. I'm going to the end of that verse. If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. If you don't want to believe me, this blessing I have for you, you're just not going to get it. See, God has good things planned for us, but either we're going to believe him or we're not. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe. Highlight those two words, must believe. Must, M-U-S-T, believe. You have to do this. It's not a if you feel like it kind of thing. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And there's a little more to it that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We don't do these fasts thinking God isn't going to do anything. We know he's going to do something. And he keeps proving it over and over and over again. Amen? Over and over and over again. Our giving in to doubts can limit what the Lord can do in our behalf. We must learn to expect the best of our God. When we hold on to doubt, we hinder God's ability to work through us. Amen? So you're supposed to get straight A's. You better believe him first. Amen? When we decide we're going to hold on to doubt, we hinder God's ability to work through us. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. 
And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, thank you, Lord, shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. My, God said I can have whatever I say. Yeah, but you got to meet the criteria. Amen. 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 You got to believe. And blessed is she in Luke 145 that believes. And blessed is she that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Amen. Yielding to doubt is the pathway of entrance for fear. Saints, do not yield, do not fear. Do not yield, do not fear. Do not yield, do not fear. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Giving ourselves over to doubt caused the Lord to withhold answers to our prayers. That's right. Giving in to doubt causes the Lord to withhold answers to our prayer. James chapter 1, you know this scripture. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Saints beware when you can't take the truth and you seek for teachings which make you feel more comfortable. That's the road to backsliding, those itching ears you see. That's the road for backsliding. Carnal minds swim in doubt. Our limited minds can't understand the ways of God, so we are tempted to doubt him, cast his words aside, and go it on our own and according to our own thoughts. Really? What about, without me, ye can do nothing? What about, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding? Saints, God's thoughts are higher than ours. Choose to give yourself over to him instead of doubting him. Amen? Rise for the benediction. Rise for the benediction. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. Happy fasting. See you Wednesday. Keep checking in the chat room to see if I post anything. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's better. Yeah.